Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Yo, what up, sports fans? My name is Aaron Warner. My co-host on I Hate This Team, which is the podcast you're listening to, which ostensibly you know because you clicked play or download. Stefan Heck. Hello. And then we also have the uh, the third chair of the program, Koa, back after the summer. We tried doing some like end-of-season Stanley Cup wrap-ups, and then Koa was getting a pool. That's right. Kind of bougie. I hate wow. to... Uh... I hate to. It's a good excuse. It's like diarrhea. It's a. It's a great excuse that works. Uh, but I'm not here to try to stunt. Uh, but yeah, I got a pool and it's phenomenal. Hell yeah, yeah. I think the new great excuse is throwing up, or like your your tummy hurts. I guess it's kind of the same thing. But like, yeah, you, know? you, you can actually see the throw barf. Because I've done it. Yeah, it's, yeah. You really have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or even just the noises from the bathroom work really well. Hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I assure you, I wasn't avoiding you. And both of you gentlemen, no one listening to this right now is allowed to come over to my house, but both of you guys are. If you are ever oh, in the Buffalo yeah, area, let's please, go. please come I would, through. I would love to go see a Canucks game in Buffalo. That would be so Me much fun. Me too. I ha- Listen, That'd be a, I have a, a guest great, room. The pool probably will not be off. open then, but it... I was will... going to say, probably not pool season. Uh, no. But... <laughs> when does... I, I was actually looking like, when does Vancouver play in Buffalo? And it said in like a really shitty time. It's probably like January or February or something. Canucks Perfect. Sabres. Huh, Canucks Sabres players. It looks like people have been trying to cheat on Puck Doku and don't know about <laughs> Cody Hodgson and Zach Cassian. Okay. Um, and who, who else? else? God. Uh, Christian Ehrhoff. Ooh. Yeah, Me- Ryan Miller. Mika Noranen. Mika Norton, that would be a good poll. That's yeah. like a 0.5%. I, I, okay, they, they play on... Jan 13 in okay. Buffalo. It's not bad. 2 p.m. game. I guess it's 4 p.m. over there. But Will like that be like a, a Saturday or Sunday afternoon game? I kind of like those. It's got to be. Those are, those be are fun. Afternoon. Honestly, the best thing as, a, as like a Pacific time zone person, and it's bad because the Canucks usually lose these games, but I love nothing more than waking up on a Saturday and the Canucks are playing at 10 a.m. for some reason. It's so nice. It's cool when it's like out of the way early. There, there is something. This is probably stupid, but I think there's something romantic about hockey night in Canada. Like it's fucking snowy and shitty and dog ass out yeah. in the middle of the winter. And you know what? I'm gonna sit down and watch whatever Maple Leafs game this is while I yeah. make dinner, and then I get to kick back and watch like you know Vancouver Edmonton or whatever. And I'm just like I'm set up. I do like that that feeling. I mean, we've talked. But, I think we have talked about this before, um, and I feel like. I th- I'm trying to remember if Drance agrees with us or not, but my for my money, the best time zone for sports is the Pacific time zone. Um, like for that reason that you said, Aaron, because like I'm not watching hockey at 10 p.m. You know what I mean? Oh no, that's the opposite of Drance's that's opinion. A, His opinion on this matter is absurd. Yeah. He he, he loves, likes the East Coast, right? Yeah, for, because it means he can like stay watching sports until like one in the morning or whatever. No, at a bar. I want I want to be done at 10. You know what I mean? I'm done at 10. 
I, I can watch NFL football at like 10 in the morning, which is great. Mm-hmm. The only thing it's really bad for, I find, uh, is is like soccer um, because it's like three hours earlier. So sometimes there's oh, a game yeah. at like 4.30 in the morning or whatever. But like hockey, it's ideal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, football, it's great. Basketball, I don't, I don't watch baseball really. But like for my money, it's the Pacific time zone. But Koa, I mean, you're, you're on the East Coast. Oh like, what God. are your the thoughts? The Sabres road trips when it's like Vancouver, LA, all that shit, it's miserable. Yeah. Because it's like Tuesday. And you got to stay until yeah. like one in the morning to see who won the game. Yeah. It's awful. Not a big fan. Some people love, they call it Sabres After Dark on Sabres Twitter, but not a huge fan. Yeah. Like for me, um, I like living in Calgary, I'm an hour ahead. You're the classic so, ma- mountain time zone, right? Yes. Mm. So I, I love the Eastern road trips because like I'm off work at like 3.30 or whatever. So game starts at five. Ooh fantastic that's nice on a time. weekday that's good but when they what like home games they start at eight for me so like i have to really decide like do i want a full night at sleep before work or do i want to watch the third period of uh vancouver and anaheim or whatever <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough which is decision. why i only watch two-thirds of every game like well, down the stretch when it didn't matter like literally last night like irene and i were gonna go see oppenheimer and we we bought the tickets like on the weekend and we're like mm-hmm. oh we're, i'm so excited to see this but it was it was at like 9 30 p.m uh in richmond and it was like you know i finished streaming and stuff and i was like tired and it was like miserable pouring rain out and irene had to get up super early for work and i'm streaming at eight in the morning and the movie's fucking three hours long and we're like we're gonna be home at like one in the morning on a tuesday yeah night. this sucks ass so we just we were just we went out the door and then we're just like what are we doing <laughs> and, we, and we just like i mean i don't I, I couldn't get a refund but i was like you know what i at this point i don't care it was like 12 bucks or something so um, Here's the problem about me seeing a game in Buffalo. Yeah. That if I wanted to go to that one in, in January. So the flights are $600. Fine. So it's like double what I'd pay to like see a game in Los Angeles or something at that same time. And this is actually better than pandemic. Like there's one that's only six hours of travel time, but you have to fly from Calgary to, to Chicago, Chicago to Buffalo. But like, when I was down in Buffalo last for Tid the Season, yes, I had to fly from Buffalo to Washington, D.C., to Denver, to Calgary. And, uh, yeah, it sucks. It was like a 14-hour travel well, day just to get to Buffalo. You can, uh, you can fly directly into Toronto and then drive. And the QEW, That's as we true. all know, there is no speed limit. So you can go however <laughs> fast you want, which is, you know, Tim Horton knows about that. Uh, and Ryan O'Reilly, speaking exactly. of driving fast and Tim Horton. And, and then uh, <laughs> also, yeah, actually, Ryan O'Reilly is the one who hit Tim Horton. No, A lot of people don't know that. That's <laughs> uh, why they moved him out of Buffalo and people started finding out. Uh, or you could go to any of the, uh, our Great Lakes cities and take a boat. Cleveland, Chicago. Mm. Uh, little Great Lakes cruise, just an idea. Block off some time. I did fly into New York City and then rent a car to drive to Buffalo before, which was okay. But like, car rentals are so fucking expensive. Anyways, I would love um, go, to go to, to this. Like, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know if there's going to be something similar to that at some point. But like, I, I was so upset when like Jesse and DB got to go to that, and like. Dink Magic was there as well. It looked like so much fun. Oh, yeah. It was a great time. All-Stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, uh, I believe Dog Boner uh, and Jesse uh, yeah. helped lint roll my shirt. 
<laughs> it was very, very cool. Very nice of them. They didn't, they didn't I, have to do that. I don't know if I've told you this, Stefan, but Tom was in a cab with Jesse and DB. I think I know this story, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah. And <laughs> they're just like talking to the Uber driver. And out of nowhere, Tom's like, hey, do you know these guys have a podcast? Oh, no, <laughs> I don't know that. It's called Your You should put it on. <laughs> it's like, these guys are actually kind of famous. They have this podcast called YKS. Oh, that's so good. No, <laughs> I remember, t- I remember Tom telling thing. me that I think the first time he saw DB and Jesse there, they were looking at a home halfway post on their phone. Mm-hmm. No. no it- <laughs> or was it the other way around? No, no, no. It was so Tom and I independently at different times came up to DB and saw him just looking at a picture of home halfway blown up on his phone. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I've been trying to figure out if that guy's on Blue Sky or not. Um, There's a fake account. There, well, that, I, yeah, and I know who runs that account, but okay, uh, it's that, yeah, someone got his username on Twitter, but I feel like he's got to be on Blue Sky undercover yeah you know under I mean? some sort of pseudonym well there's a there's a really funny thing with the uh the home halfway blue sky which if you're just like a, a hockey listener mm-hmm. that don't know that doesn't follow our fucking twitter escapades but you love this comedy. Is be real yes. yeah <laughs> anyways he was like a fave star um joke twitter guy who yeah. uh that's like an understatement it, but yeah 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 understatement <laughs> of the century but he uh, he finally got ran off of Twitter when there is this account called the Brooklyn Biatch. Yes, who was uh, purportedly a yeah. a sex worker in Brooklyn who had a a, a woke pimp that always yeah. said like really good like yeah, leftist. Yeah, very big um, there now. My pro, woke pimp gave pro, me a day off today. Like it was stuff. Yeah, it was like, like literally stuff like that. Uh, yeah, pro labor uh, a pimp, and then one day home halfway. I forget exactly what happened. Like he posted, uh, he, I think he was like in a DM as the Brooklyn biatch. And that's what it seemed like. I, I, I mean, I could probably get the screen grab in like 10 seconds if I just texted DB, but like (laughs) um, that is, that's my, it's my understanding is that allegedly it was revealed that like he was running the account and he like denied it obviously. And then a bunch of people came out and like, this guy's like weird. Like, he, he like sent a tweet that was like from the different point of view. And so it looked like it, it was obvious that he had access to both accounts. Yeah. And to prove that it wasn't actually him, there is just like a photo of like a hand holding a phone. Yeah. Like yeah. pointing at it. Like they, they didn't post like a, a timestamp pic with their like their face or something, but it like very much looked like a, an adult man's well, hand. My, my the theory, photo. my theory is that I think there were. My theory is that I think there were several guys running the account. It was like three or four guys. Yes, it was like I a honeypot. I don't think pretty, it was just because because if you read the posting styles, and I, I sound like fucking like Dexter or something, but like <laughs> honestly, like they were very different posting styles, and I don't know that he, like I don't think he had like I think other people were writing the post, but I I really think like it was maybe a bunch of like weird fave star guys like running that account, to, which is so funny, sir. I I don't I think to like. Be able to like DM women and be like, I'm a exactly. like you're pussy, in the you know? cool. like, yeah, you're in the, the chat talking about like, oh man, my, my cramps are so bad, That's, girls. Yeah. Hey, I, why don't we show pictures of our bras to each other? Like it's because it, it happened it was, so many good. It happened so many times on Twitter, right? Because there was the there was Gretchen? the account. Gretchen was the exact one I was gonna say, where it was like a guy pretending to be like uh, like a MILF, basically. And, and yes. like and then like DMing women being like, You should date my son. 
Or like my nephew or whatever. Yeah, it was my yeah nephew. It was the aunt. Ugh. It was like and so then, crazy. And then the guy pretended then, to be his own wife, right? Yeah, there was the other guy, the Star L- L- guy. That L- was like his, hell, I think. Yeah, that was it. Was a picture of his his then ex wife, but yeah. they he started the account with her consent because oh. he thought like women would do better on Twitter, and then they divorced or something, and they she allowed him to like keep using really the strange. likeness or something. And I mean, that's what that's what has. Twitter is never going to have that again, right? Because it's all like psycho, like crypto, like Elon Musk guys now, right? Like it, it it's not going to ever happen again on Twitter. But I think the reason Blue Sky is somewhat promising is because there is kind of like that level of like low stakes craziness happening on there. I do you know believe, I mean? yeah. I do believe there's a, there, there is some room for something I, good to happen there, there. There's something there. I think it I've been enjoying like it. it. Like I delete, I deleted Twitter off my phone like a month ago, and I and I mean I'm on there occasionally, but like just on, on like the desktop, but like I'm on blue sky and like I'm, I'm posting cat pics on there and there's like really stupid stuff happening on there all the time. Like it's, I like, I agree. I think it is promising. It's way less I, stressful. I do believe in it. For sure. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's great for what I use it for. It's great. There's just not yeah. enough sports shit. I know. Honestly. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing I'm going to miss the most about not having Twitter on my phone. And I, that's the only possible reason I could see for maybe reinstalling it is just for when the Canucks are playing because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. so much easier to follow. But like, I think eventually maybe people will shift over there because Twitter is just like, I know there's a cut. So like, I know bad. Canucks Army has a Blue Sky account now. Yeah. I know like Patrick Johnston's over there, uh, JD Burke. So that's like slowly yeah, there's, happening. There's some of the really good Sabres analytics guys that are like local dudes and reporters and stuff around there. So I think. It, there's promise there, but it's just not, yeah. not it's, there it's yet. Still, it's still, it's, it's still, still in beta so and still closed too. So yeah, I've I've only been posting on there since like April, yeah. right? And like you know, it's it's still like it's grown a lot since then. But yeah, hopefully by the time like the season starts, which is like remember the remember soon, the Hillary soon. Clinton thing where it's like she'll she'll win if you vote for her. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it's the blue sky. like, well, it'll succeed if you post there. Yeah, I mean, they should at some point they will just open it up, and obviously like. I guess it kind of does grow. I don't. I don't know if it's exponentially, but like you know, they're handing out more invites, and I know what a lot of people are doing is just making dummy accounts so they get more and more invites, basically. Um, which I guess is one way to do it. But huh. um, a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, I don't really people, care about Blue Sky that much. No, no. But I, I will say, like, most of the people that I like, I enjoyed following on Twitter are on Blue Sky now. They're not necessarily all posting yet, but like, they're on there. Well, right? I got blocked so, by Jason, yeah. and uh, now he's on Blue Sky, so I follow him there. So I'm delighted. <laughs> Is he really on Blue Sky? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I gotta get Mike oh, and yeah, Miles on there too. Yeah, he's, He's uh he's been on Blue Sky. It's just like the same reposting stuff, and I think right. he's like less shadow banned there. Um, right. I do feel like I actually am getting shadow banned on Twitter now because I think I legitimately think there is something to that where if you don't have a blue check, like I mean, obviously the blue checks get priority, which is like insane. But like legitimately, I do think there is some degree of shadow banning happening to people who, especially people who are like anti-Musk too. I really do. Not to sound like a fucking like psycho. Like cat turd guy. No, you sound like a psycho. <laughs> I know, but I think there is something to it. <laughs> um, well, like Michael, like M Hud, who was on the show a few week month ago. Yeah. Um, he's a locked account and will still get 150 faves on something behind a locked. So I don't yeah. super read into to shadow banning stuff. But also, I don't care about my reach. Like, no, it's all <laughs> gravy now. I'm I'm too old to give a fuck about that. I care about it a little bit for like the Twitch stream stuff, but also like, like promoting you're, stuff. You're, yeah. You're not really gaining new followers from like posting a link to the stream. 
And no. like, I've, I found posting a link to the stream on Blue Sky gets way more feedback than posting it on Twitter anyway. Hmm. So I don't know. It's weird. I, I would say it's like important. Like you're going to get more traction from like saying interesting or funny things. And then people say, oh, this person has a Twitch stream as well. I'll check it out. It's yeah. not like it's a huge traffic driver or anything. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will say the thing, the thing I like about Blue Sky is being able to just like actually just like post on there and like post like jokes and like bits and stuff, you know? Oh, without like, getting like without uh, getting just like the most replies. inane, like worst <laughs> replies imaginable, right? Like the worst case scenario on Blue Sky, you're gonna get kind of like a, a semi annoying, like pedantic guy. But you're not gonna mm. get like a Nazi, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, oh, and uh, oh, I mean, also I found obviously uh, you have like a shitload of Twitter followers, so that's gonna be that much more amplified yeah. for you. I found that uh, just for this podcast specifically, I just go around and kind of tell everyone while I'm walking around and stuff, uh, do you guys want to listen to a Canucks podcast? And like, yeah. And I've got <laughs> thousands of people, uh, in the Buffalo area. Nice. And you guys, so hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I'm excited well, I for guess the season on, to start because like, note, yeah. yeah, because you know, it's been a, obviously the summer, the Canucks have done a decent amount of stuff in the summer, but like there's only so much you can talk about. We've kind of gone down to just one episode a week, alternating between regular and bonus. Um, and I am excited to kind of get back to it and do one regular one bonus a week and mm-hmm. actually be able to it, talk about stuff that's happened. You know, like we're, so, we're Aaron, we're like three weeks out from meeting up in, uh, in particular going to young stars, like, yeah. like 17 days or so. I think I'm stoked. Ooh. Yeah. Let's see. Cause it's labor day and then the weekend after, and then the weekend after that's young yeah. stars. Like, so. Uh, Talkit was interviewed today. Canucks yes. head coach Rick Talkit, who I have um, grown to forgot that happened. Yeah, I <laughs> always liked his. Uh, I know that the, was last season. The, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the air about him, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he was interviewed by iMac today, and shout out to iMac. He asked not fucking easy questions. Okay, he like asked him about Pedersen resigning, and he asked him. Um, Oh, you're right. He wanted he wanted like the leadership group and the team to like be back in Vancouver mid August so they can start like practicing and working together. There's no practice rink though. Does does yeah. Buffalo does Buffalo have a practice rink? We have though? a yes. very nice practice rink. It is owned by okay. Pagula Sports Entertainment. It is right next door okay. to the arena and it is built into a hotel called the Harbor Center. So it's wow, used okay. uh, year round for like hockey tournaments and stuff, and there's two rinks in there. And uh yeah, it's cool. That's nice. The, I mean, the only teams without practice facilities yeah, are Vancouver I was, I was and Calgary, oh. and then Calgary they have one announced. It's like going to be a part of the new arena, which is going to start getting uh, built. In That's something I haven't really thought of. By me, but like in terms of attracting free agents and stuff, like having a practice arena is like a big deal. It's like having like your it's like your home. O- it's like an office mm-hmm. basically, right? So like mm-hmm. like having that is so nice, and like the Canucks. They've never had that, right? Am I no. crazy? Because like they had to drive up to Burnaby eight at eight rinks, or yeah. it's at UBC. Yeah, or Rogers Arena if it's, or, if it's but open if there's like that. a concert or something, yeah. then which you in can't the use summer Rogers. there's and and there's been all the renovations too, um, yeah. which we can talk about those a little bit as well. Um, but I know they've like talked about building a practice rink and and they really want to, but like yeah, so that's something that Talkett said is like he really wants a practice facility too, and he says yeah. he knows that they're working on it. He also said that there's, I think it was eight or nine players in town currently. Okay. And then after Labor Day, they're going to have 20 to 25. Okay. So that's good. That's like better than before, right? Yeah. And you know, like Besser didn't do the beauty league this summer. Yeah. Um, which I know people were 
I, I guess I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but obviously it's like the beauty league is just like what it was like a, a three on three or a four on four league. Some it shit was, like that. Yeah. yeah. It was like a lot of fun, obviously, but it's not like, you know, working hard and like no practicing. God, no. And then Kuzmenko was in Bali. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and like, I think he traveled like kind of, he traveled all over the place. We uh, were early on the Kuzmenko Instagram travel beat. And to yep. my knowledge, like I'm yep. not super involved in Canucks Twitter, yeah, but I I certainly didn't hear about it anywhere until like later on in the season, right? Because yeah. I was like, what the fuck is he? He was in Venezuela, and then he was he in was everywhere. Dubai, was and then he spent most of his time in, in um in Bali. Yeah, and but he had agent, a trainer and, there, right? Like, yes. Yeah, so Dan Milstein addressed this on some podcast like six to eight weeks ago. I forget which one. Sorry to yeah. whoever asked him the actual question, but he brought with him. Pavel Datsuk's like strength coach. So he had a strength oh, okay. coach there with him in Bali working out all the time. And I think Kuzmenko was also very aware of the perception of sure. it. So yeah. he was, there was like the occasional workout video and in every like beach shot, he looks fucking jacked. Oh, he, he looks, looks jacked in as way hell. better I, shape I, than he was last season. Like, I don't, he, you know what? Like you had just like, you had a great year, obviously on a shitty team and it was a shitty season. Like mm-hmm. you, you have earned yourself. You can have some time off. Yeah. You know what why, I mean? Like if you just, if you just signed like a $5 million contract for your next year of work, yeah. fuck, why not go to Bali? Cost of living's probably super low. Yeah. I bet he doesn't want to go to fucking Russia. No. You can just bring your homies out there. You can bring your strength coach out there, live in paradise and like do all the same stuff. Like, I guess he's not getting on ice training there, but like how many players are, I'm sure there's some of that, but yeah. Um, other interesting thing for that interview, they're asking him about the, who's going to coach the power play, which yeah. I know this has come up before Koa assistant coaches in Vancouver, really big deal. Who does what we love to talk and think about it. And this offseason, they announced that they weren't bringing back Jason King, who was their power play coach. Yeah. It's funny when you compare Jason King to like the other big names on the coaching roster, because it is it's really some fucking big names. So, yeah. And on that note, Talkett said that he the power play right now is going to be run by Gonchar and the Sedins. Whoa. And then also Talkett himself. I mean, that's pretty good. And he was like, uh, he also wants to like let the leadership group of the Canucks, like the guys on the first unit power play, come forward with ideas and kind of have their own creative solutions. And then iMac asked a follow up question about like, so is Gonchar going to be here more? Like, how's that going to work? And he made it sound like when he's when they're in Vancouver, he's going to be in Vancouver a lot. He'll still be yeah. working full time with video, etc. And then Taka floated the idea, and it seemed like he didn't know if he'd be allowed to do this or not. But he's like, "I would love to take a Sedine on the road with me when we can't have Gonchar be there." And he like wants to see the Sedines more involved in the NHL team this year. Yeah. So they're just interchangeable. Just any Sedine, a Sedine is good. Yeah. Whenever whoever's available, give me one. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing with the Sedins on the power play is like, obviously they were like incredible on the power play, but Mm -hmm. it, it does sort of bring to mind the idea of when like Wayne Gretzky was coaching Mm -hmm. the Phoenix Coyotes and he was just, and he was just like, why don't you guys just like score a goal? Why don't you guys just like make the best play ever? You know what I mean? That's actually my teaching style. Pass the test, you idiots. Yeah. 
Because the Sedins, it's going to be like, well, why don't you just play with your twin brother and have like a telepathic connection with him? You know? Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's fucking easy. What are yeah. you doing? Just know, you know where each other is. Yeah. But I think Gonchar on the power play. I mean, I, I, I like the Sedins as power play coaches, obviously. And like, I think Gonchar on the power play as a, as a coach makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. Um, all of it. I'm like, yeah, these are these are names that I trust to yeah. be able to figure this shit out. So is Adam Foote going to be like the penalty kill guy? Because that yes, also makes sense. That is my understanding. That's cool. I mean, it's just it's it is nice to have like these big name guys who have been there before. How many right? assistant like, coaches do you have? Well, the Sedins are are they like count as one. development guys. Well, so they, course, they yeah. are player development. Okay. So they yeah. they're not behind the bench during games and they float between the Canucks farm team and Abbotsford, which is What's that like a forty-five minute drive, hour drive? Yeah, just yeah. if you Something guys like want to know, the two uh, player development guys we've got right now are Adam Mayer, who you may or may not even oh, remember. Wow. And I remember, I remember Adam Mayer. Yeah, and South okay. Buffalo's own Tim Kennedy. If you uh, okay, yeah. Tim Kennedy, the guy with like the pig nose, right? Yeah, uh, uh, he did have a little bit of a pig nose. He uh, well, with he, Pittsburgh, he did. I think right? he's uh, I, yeah, he's a uh, yeah. if you go into any bar in South Buffalo, which is like the Irish part of town, there's like Tim Kennedy jerseys up because I think he's the one Irish oh, guy that yeah. they can really lean into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, no, the Canucks have Sergey Gonchar, Adam Foot. And Mike Yo as their assistant coaches. Now. Yeah, and Mike Yo and Foot are behind the bench, and Gonchar. Yeah, is, is sometimes is behind sometimes the bench. There. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. It does. It's one of those things where it's the same thing when you get to the draft and like players' sons are being drafted. But man, it does make me feel old that like all the players we grew up watching yeah. are mm-hmm. coach are coaches now. Yeah, it's fucked. Dan, Dr- no, Dan like, Girardi like, is drafting uh, one of our dudes. I think right. I don't know. Oh, someone can God. correct me for that. Dan Girardi. Oh, jeez. Mike Bales, God. Jason Christie, Matt Ellis, uh, another famous Sabres loser. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like this is so having having you on Koa is good as a I mean, you know, the Sabres and Canucks are sort of brothers in arms, I, believe I think. That. Spiritual, uh, spiritually mm-hmm. connected. I I love the Sabres. I think most Sabres fans love the Canucks. Yeah. Uh, There's absolutely zero bad so- blood. No one cares. It's very uh No. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. Yep. If you guys were in the finals, obviously we're a hundred percent on board. I'm sure it's the same way. Yes, uh, with Buffalo. But like, I I think with like the Canucks season coming up, I think I, I've I've I want them to make the playoffs. Obviously, I think they could make the playoffs. I think a good season for them would be like Buffalo's season last year, where they just missed the playoffs. You know what I mean? But like, made like strides forward. I just don't know enough about the construction of the, the Canucks team so much yeah. as to compare it. But that it, felt like, like a good for season for you. Oh though, my right? god! Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I, like yeah. I, I think I'm more of a, a realistic, uh, had more of a realistic outlook on it, and the fact that they put together yeah. a really solid season and just barely missed. I mean, we missed. If we would have beat Florida, By one point, yeah, one right? point. If we would have yeah. beat Florida mm-hmm. in like the third last game of the year, or whatever it was, we would have been in Florida's spot. Almost, yeah. almost for sure. I mean, there's a couple other variables there, which and I, and I don't know that we would have done as well as Florida, but um, <clears throat> it was really, really close in in a, in a season that was otherwise just really, just what a step up overall. The entire vibe. Yeah. I mean, what a fucking black hole we've been in for uh, almost a decade now, and it feels like yeah. I mean, attendance was in the <laughs> shitter. It was just like a real mess, and the vibes have just completely turned around it was the, the, a combination of uh getting rid of ralph krueger i think and also um jack eichel like it was like cutting out a tumor or something the second yeah. he left and tuck is from syracuse which is only a couple hours away and there's pictures of him as a kid wearing like sabers gear and stuff so tuck is like a huge 
like massive upgrade uh, in the locker room, and swapping those two out is just incredible. And plus, his his points per game is roughly that of Eichel, and I think he generates a, a ton of plays, uh, a, a ton of action. And he's like own. a big guy, yeah. like yeah, he's yeah. And then obviously Tage Thompson having the year what he a did, freak. and like we just signed him to the most yeah. uh, absolutely bogus deal for him I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ever got him locked up for like seven million a year for the next like twenty five years That's or something. Crazy. Yeah. Such a great bet. Yeah, between yeah. the top two centers, between him and Cousins, we both locked them up for what you would pay probably like oh. one dude. You know, he's, he's, it's, and Cousins is Cousins is so good too, and he's what twenty one years yeah, old. Yeah, he's a, like, he's a freak, the workhorse from yeah. Whitehorse. Oh, we love ooh. him. That's a, that's a great nickname too. Yeah, he's 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 um, a tough son of a bitch too. You could tell he's he's he plays with a chip on his shoulder, and he's he's awesome. I love him. I have a, I just yeah. I have a I bought a cousin jersey the year we got him, and I don't regret it a bit. He's fucking awesome. Hell yeah! But nice in other Sabers related stuff though. The big thing for us this year is that RJ just died. If you know who Rick Jenneret is. Right. Oh yes, yes, of course. So, like the best commentator of all time. Yeah. If you haven't, if anybody out there hasn't heard his stuff, go Google it. But I'm sure you've watched some of it. But he was just the voice of the Sabers since day one. So he was the radio yeah. guy since day one. But then he was a TV guy for like, I don't. know. Did he retire though? Or yeah, he retired last the year, season before last, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Last year he yeah. retired. So last season was the first full season without. Uh, no, no, we yeah, because they had that. He did some in and out, like he did like half the games here and there, and then he would do some stuff. But they right. had a big ceremony at the arena. I don't know if you can see the banner back there, but I had that they retired his uh, jersey. I don't know his microphone. I don't know what you retire, but they yeah. put his name up in the uh, banners and yeah, you know it. Uh, it, I think this also kind of is a weird stepping stone into like the next phase of whatever the Sabres are going to become, right? Like he feels like the, yeah. the mm. old, like kind of the, all the old stuff kind of stopped and this is the next step in. And I love that all the kids got to, apparently he was like a, they just had a thing on Sunday uh, that was on TV where all the old Sabres got together and sat around like a round table and told stories about him and stuff. And it was like real heartwarming. And it seems like everybody genuinely really loved him. He was just a wonderful yeah. guy. And there's this guy named Rip Simonic who's just this old fat Polak. <laughs> who, uh, who if I can say that I'm Polish. <laughs> I have the P card. So he lived next door to my cousin, Bobby and Marianne and like just a normal ass guy, fat equipment manager guy. He's been the equipment manager since day one too. So he had all these RJ yeah. stories and apparently no one told him that you're not supposed to tell like, I don't know, kind of off color stuff. And during the thing yeah. that was on TV, he's like, yeah, we were uh, doing a trip down in, uh, you know, Carolina somewhere. And uh, he missed a plane. I say, hey, hop in a fucking equipment truck or take you down there. And so RJ hops in the front seat. He's got an 18 pack with him. He sucks the whole thing down before we're even halfway there. We stop for gas. He gets another 12. This, fun, this son of a bitch drank 30 beers in like two and a half hours. Whole arena stands up and starts cheering. <laughs> oh my god, that rocks! Wonderful moment. I feel like That's I feel incredible. like there's there's similar John Garrett stories as well that hopefully we're gonna hear. Obviously, John Garrett still alive. How old is um, he? But he did. He's early 70s, okay. I would say. Probably yeah. it's the same kind of a trajectory. Um, yeah, but he, he just retired or was possibly forced into retirement, depending on who you talk to, uh, last season. And, like, that's another thing I haven't really thought about is, like, have they haven't officially announced who the replacement's going to be. But, like, no. the, rumor, the rumor is Ray Ferraro's going to do some games, maybe. Hmm. And then um, Dave Tomlinson might do some games as well, which is, like, you know, whatever. But Ray Ferraro is, like, I mean, I love John Garrett. But if we're talking, like, analyzing, like, what's happening Hockey? in the game. Yeah. Like that's such a huge upgrade. Like John Garrett is the goat in terms of like talking about what he had for lunch. Yeah. And, like, oh man. Koa, there is 
So they used to do, it's now the save on score and win, but there used to be the Safeway score and win where if a player scored five goals in a game like Tage did last yes. year, yeah. one lucky Safeway shopper would receive $1 million. Whoa. I think it was just a chance at a million dollars, actually. <laughs> oh, really? I think it wasn't even guaranteed. We all yeah. have a chance at a million probably, dollars. I think that's like, <laughs> because you have to do like the skill testing question or something. That might be, like, that that's might probably, be it. It's yeah. just like a uh, technicality. Yeah. Know how much you remember, see how much you remember bed mass. Yeah. But uh, they would have like a sponsored product of the week. And no matter what it was, he would like have some sort of anecdote about eating that food. Yeah. And how he like loved like whatever, like Rice Krispie squares. Oh, yeah. I like them in the morning after I'm like, no matter what came up, he'd like fucking talk about it. Yeah. And he famously loved uh, ketchup. That was like his big thing. Yeah. Ketchup on everything. And I think when he retired, someone gave him like a custom ketchup bottle with his face on it i'm pretty sure um he was just like i mean he was so good and like that's that is something i haven't really thought about but like it is going to be very different watching games and not having him Mm -hmm. around so like who's the who's the new buffalo guy or i guess Uh, so his name's dan dunleavy and he's just like a totally bog standard like if you made a hockey guy in a lab He's right. just, he's mm. fine. He does a fine job and yeah. he describes it and everything, but it's just, RJ was, I mean, going from Rick Jenner, RJ was like just like can't. fucking electric. He could just, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I will say the one thing that is carrying over is Rob Ray doing the color commentary, which is okay. always uh, to me astounding. Cause he's got that. I love that. He's got that kind of like himbo energy where he, he's like, yeah. but he's also like, he's an idiot. Like your dad, like a dad style idiot. He's also, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's been punched in the head. Like just, hundreds of thousands of times <laughs> also if you guys haven't seen it too go- go- google when uh, a fan jumped on the ice and rob ray oh, punched him in the I, head i was gonna times. bring that up it's like the fucking funniest thing and then they interview him after he like, jumped rob on ray, the ice like, and you don't know what these kind of guys are gonna do so you gotta take care of the situation <laughs> yeah and rob ray just kicks the shit out and like you can tell this is like the best day of his life basically <laughs> he, he's so just, excited he, he does the thing where he reaches out and grabs his shirt and just twists it up and pulls him towards him and oh, just starts yeah. fucking. Yeah, he is beating the fuck out yeah. of him he could have killed this guy it's so good but Rob- <laughs> that's one of like when i when i show like um i've shown like tom walker and demi lardner our, our friends from australia mm-hmm. whenever i show them like hockey stuff to sort of explain like what is hockey all about? That's like a go-to clip for showing hockey to someone who doesn't know what hockey is. Like, like it's just so funny. But having said that about Rob Ray, he's the perfect guy too, because I think like a lot of our vibe too is very Canadian because a lot of our fans are from Southern Ontario and he's got, yeah. he's got kind of this weird Southern Ontario vibe that I really connect with. I don't know what it is. It's yeah. the way he phrases things and says stuff and it's, he's a nice carryover into the next also, it's fun to see him at stuff now because he's old, so he wears like these reading glasses that are like halfway down his nose. Oh, he's just, I love he's that. just very old now, and it's great. His his brain's still holding up considering the the punishment it's taken, though. Yeah, Buffalo's had some like pretty. I, when I think of like enforcers, Buffalo's had like Rob Ray, like Stu Grimson, right? Yeah, um, I mean Jason Peters uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. I guess. I, I mean, there there <sighs> was it Andrew. Uh, was it Andrew Peters? Andrew or Peters. who's the guy who did the? Who did the, the golf swing to the Leafs? That, that was, was Andrew, Andrew Peters, Peters, right? Yeah. Oh Who my also God, does a good. podcast now with um, Craig Reve, and it's one of the worst things yes. I've ever heard. They, it's, it's not good. <laughs> we, we kept getting ads for it on Sportsnet up It's here. called After the um, Whistle, and it stinks. But oh, they, uh, do have, uh, they do have terrible... Um, <laughs> I mean, they tell really good stories. They'll tell like inside stories about people that they probably shouldn't tell, which yeah. is good. But I mean, their analysis yeah. and stuff is terrible. It's always like, you need to get a lot tougher on the blue line. Like, whatever. Like every... Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like if your grandpa had a hockey podcast. 
But uh, right, yeah. Oh, where else? What was I? Well, let me refer to my notes here. <laughs> well, said, yeah, because well, I, I had, wanted to ask you I, about I had on the top. RJ died, and I uh, underlined it. <laughs> so that was okay. nice. Yes, there we, we got go. to that. Yeah. Oh no the uh, the Buffalo Sabers off season moves. Is yeah. Something I wanted to uh, to get into because I was expecting bigger things from them because they had quite a bit of cap space, and I know like they're going to have to resign. Owen Power after this season mm-hmm. and Darlene. Yeah. So you got to like save some cash there. Uh, but you guys brought on Eric Johnson just for the year. So that's going to expire for when those guys are resigning. And Connor Clifton. What the fuck else happened? So Connor Clifton, right? Connor right, right. Clifton. Connor yeah. Clifton like and Eric that. Johnson are a great, like, I think bottom two, uh, you know, pair. Because you have Deline, uh and Samuelson and Power and whoever else you're going to put there, Yoki Haru. God, that's so that's so nice. That's so good. Samuelson's such a fucking stud. I love him. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yoki Haru's okay. You could s- switch him in with a lot of people. One name that you might be familiar with is Riley Stillman. Yes. Uh, but they, I mean, there might be a little bit of work to do there. But I mean, replacing who we did have uh, is uh, much better because Jacob Bryson. I've n- I've never been so mad. Uh, at a defenseman uh, <laughs> than I was the last couple of years watching that motherfucker. But so uh, we also did sign Zach Benson, obviously, the other day to the three-year uh, entry-level deal, who's uh, amazing because he he was oh, he yeah, was Matt Savoy's center in Winnipeg. They're boys. They love each other. Uh, he, and, we and, didn't and, even talk to you about Zach Benson after the draft. That was, I think that's the time where you're getting your pool installed. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I had to be there for that. It, yeah, no, our uh, our draft show... We were so fucking psyched when Benson was on the board for the Canucks, and it just ripped our heart out. We knew it was going to happen. We like, knew it was going to happen. Willander was there as well, I but, th- and I think Willander's going to be really good. But it was still kind of like ah. No, Zach, all reports from everything I've heard from people I trust say Zach Benson's an absolute freak, and uh, I, I'm really excited about that. A lot of people are upset that the Sabers re-signed. Uh, Zemgus Gergensen's and Kyle Poso again, which seemed really weird because okay. it was like people were just waiting for their contracts to expire. So they're obviously Akposo is going to come back a lot cheaper and he was the captain last year and people seem to love mm-hmm. him and he does seem like a genuinely like super nice dude. Um, yeah. But he is uh, not exactly the uh, Akposo of old, but they're going to be obviously on the on the bottom line. Um, I like Zemgus, but I mean, they got him cheap, but it just seems like at this point we have so much talent coming up the pipe that like having anybody there, no matter how good they are, is kind of stopping bringing up mm. potentially a lot of like really good dudes. So I don't know. But I mean, it's good. It's only for a year though, right? Because it's, right. it's not like you, you know, Ryan O'Reilly signed for four times five. And so if you have someone that could slot into third line center, that's coming up, you're not going to be holding them back just because you spent like money and term on a name. Yeah. So the very least, like they could push them out this year, and then it's okay. See you later. Plus, we don't like, know. I mean, like I said, there's so many fucking. If you look down the Sabers list of like who we have coming up, like uh, between Savoy, uh, Isaac Rosane, uh, Yuri Kulik, uh, Kisasov, Nuchev, Nadeau. There's like a whole bunch of people down there that are uh, in Rochester. They're just phenomenal. Uh, people wanted everyone to get rid of Victor Olafson. He doesn't seem to have gone anywhere. He's the only one I know who has, like, he scored 30 goals and nobody wants to touch him. It's really weird. He's uh, he's this w- yeah. weird freak who seems to only, he scored a ton of goals and nobody likes him. Hmm. Uh, it It's it's weird. Uh, he doesn't do much, but just score goals. He doesn't really, you know what I mean? He doesn't really drive the play. He doesn't really do a lot of other stuff. And he seems to only score, he used to only score on the power play. He also, I think he scores, he scores like some sort of phenomenally high rate on just one-timers. Like he's the number one one-timer guy in the league. So I, I don't know what wow. that means, but people hmm. 
don't seem interested in him. And also because uh, Quinn got hurt. Uh, Jack Quinn's the other guy who was, he was one of the young wingers we had last year who was really good. And he had uh, an Achilles injury, and they say he's going to be out like five months or something. So I think maybe they're holding yeah, on to Olofsson. I've got him on my uh, on my keeper league, and I, I was he was a lot of fun last year. And yeah, he, to tear your Achilles training or whatever is so brutal. Yeah. But. I mean, he's, again, another stud that's going to be back in five months yeah. or something. Uh, all the Gummy Bear fans are upset that Ilya Bushkin was traded, Labushkin, Ugh. was traded to the Ducks, I think for like right. a fourth so round pick or something. Trade, I remember there being a lot of buzz like, this is what has got to happen next. Because I think it opened up like the exact amount of cap space so they could like easily acquire um, Connor Hellebuck without having to send money back to Winnipeg, Yeah, I think. Mm. Um and so I think a lot of people are waiting for the next pin to drop, but isn't ownership like notoriously cheap as well? Could they just like save that money? So that's the other thing that just happened. That's uh, weird. And everybody's been speculating about is so that, so Terry Pagula and his wife, who also, if you didn't know, had some sort of catastrophic heart attack <laughs> stroke. No one will yeah. say what actually happened to her. They haven't said, but she's, she lived and she's now like very diminished capacities. Apparently she's, Okay, but she's having a memory problems, can't speak, whatever. She was the team president. Right. And I think she was, was she also the president of the Bills. I'm not sure, but they own the Bills and the Sabres. And they the ownership group was consolidated under one group called Pagula Sports Entertainment, PSE, or they called it One Buffalo. And there's like merch that everyone would wear, like One Buffalo. But he just two days ago or whatever split that ownership group up. Uh, it no longer exists. And now it's just solely two separate entities. And I think that a lot of people are speculating the reason that that happened was because the bills are in the middle of building a new stadium, which is already, they just broke ground on it and it's already $300 million over budget. Uh, so, and any cost overruns for the stadium, I think he has to pay for out of his pocket, or at least that was the deal. I'm sure he'll figure out a way out of that. And then, <laughs> everyone's always up his ass about the Sabres arena because it's getting kind of old and people complain about the amenities and it's kind of falling apart. So he's also doing upgrades to the Sabres arenas. Uh, at the same time, we're supposedly getting a new scoreboard uh, and a new roof or something. And they're going to do other... Yeah, I have an article pulled up now and they're saying new roof. Yeah, which is very exciting for the fans. When I go to games, people will not shut up about the roof. Uh, finally, that'll stop. Hey, you, you, you joke, but fucking listen to Vancouver fans talk about the burgundy seats yeah. at Rogers Arena. It's so, and they're delaying that another year as well. Like, to, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> well, there, I mean, there's easy shit they could do. The arena just kind of, if they just painted it and kind of judged it up, they are supposed to get new food vendors. They they kicked out Delaware North, which is also headquartered in Buffalo here, but. Uh, they had awful fucking food at the arena, just terrible shit. So they're supposed to upgrade that too. But I mean, we also haven't had a winning team in fucking 10 years or so, or more. So like, I'm sure people just love going to the arena and complain about shit. Cause it's just, a, it was just a miserable fucking vibe in there forever. So we were just looking yeah. for shit to complain about. I'm sure if we start winning, no one's going to give a shit about the garbage pizza. Um, mm -hmm. but so then they, they split those two things up ostensibly to do some sort of like financial, you know, magic, uh, regarding both teams. Cause you're going to have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to do both of those things for both franchises. And I think somehow that complicates it. And plus his wife was kind of the spearhead between those two things and she's no longer 
doing it. So I don't know. But everyone's saying, oh, the Sabres going to, he's going to sell them. Are they going to move? Like, bro, he's not going to, hey, he's never going to sell the bills because they, I mean, they're just like a fucking cash printing machine. And there's no fucking way he's staying in Buffalo if he's going to sell the Sabres and let him move or anything. So, I mean, he'd be murdered in the street. So I think he's probably just going to hold on to him and do something else. He's. Yeah. But yeah, in this article here, it's the like company line for why they did it was to make things work more efficiently. And when they were under one umbrella, there was a often frustrating dynamic for the rank and file. Hmm. So they've uh, fired like nine people to like reduce redundancies and stuff between the two that he, they, um, they also previously cut shit to the bone with the sabers when they were really in the in the doldrums there for a minute they cut everybody like they were just went on a firing spree uh all the executives all sorts of people so like i don't know who's even left over there but who knows hmm. we're on this we're on the upswing we've hit the bottom and we're and we're uh, uh started from the bottom now we're somewhere in the middle yeah i, I I hope the Buffalo Sabres can make the playoffs I next year. I think they I'm will. Gonna be, I'm, I, I'm going to be watching closely. They're going to be my Sabres, also my Devils. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah, when I can't watch a Canucks game, those are going to be my two go-tos. I think this is... They're going to be seeking out. I really, they're, a fun te- they're a very fun team to watch. Super too. young. I mean, I think we were one of the youngest teams in the league, if not the last year. Uh, and that was with a 42-year-old goalie and Kyle Ocposo. Yeah. Um. And I feel like if you asked everybody last year, like maybe half the people would say we have to make playoffs this year or whatever. But I think this is the year where the consensus is that most people are like, this is the time you got to make the playoffs. Yeah. If you don't make it, it will be a disappointment. Our offense is just way too good. We were, we, I mean, I'd say for at least half the season, it felt like we led the league in scoring. Uh, I mean, I know I, there's got to be a little bit of a regression from Tage, probably because he just went fucking off last year. But there's so much support. There's so there's goals can come from all so- sorts of places. Um, our defense sucked, and our goaltending sucked real bad. And uh, hopefully, with uh, we Devin Levi. I mean, I don't know what the the plan for him is, but we still have Eric Comrie, who is awful, and um, <laughs> and Ukapekalukanen, who is supposed to be like. I mean, he's he's young, right? I, I like could he's be wrong, but he's, yeah. he's never yeah. had like above nine hundred save percentage. It's always been like somewhere right. in the eight hundreds, um, and he's just kind of like mm, I don't know if he's got it. Like maybe he could be a decent backup for him. But I wanted someone better to kind of if if Levi's going to be the guy and they're going to give him real time, it would be cool if there was like an actual goaltender who knew what the fuck he was doing to kind of help him out. But I don't know. He. That's it. Like the the Yuko Pekka Uko Pekka Lukanen. Uko Pekka Lukanen. Yeah, I'm UPL. looking at his like AHL. Yeah, I'm looking at his AHL stats, and they're not fucking good either. No. Like he only he played nine games in Rochester last season. It was sub 900 save percentage. Mm-hmm. The year before, he played 35 games in Rochester. It was exactly 900 save percentage. The year before that, 14 games, 0.88, and then. Fucking point eight seven four the year before that in ten games and even in the ECHL it was only a nine twelve so like I I guess like big junior pedigree yeah I, uh, he's a, he's but, you know he's big he's a very big guy and I think some people are really horny about size uh mm-hmm. and he's he, oh yeah six four 
Yeah, so he's one of those dudes, but he's just kind of just. I mean, I'm not going to say he stinks, but he's just he doesn't have it. Like he can do it for a little bit if you need him to, I guess. But I'd rather have him in there than Comrie, who had like a fucking four goals against and like a is <laughs> some whatever it is. That he was like a reclamation thing from the Jets, where they thought like you know he didn't really get a good look because he was stuck behind like. Yeah. A bro- well, he had good numbers in his last backup year in in Winnipeg. I know this because he was like a sleeper pick for me in fantasy hockey. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, you, these guys don't know. They're sleeping on Conway. Buffalo's going to be on the up and up. Mm-hmm. And I was right about Buffalo being on the up and up. Uh, my mistake, by the way, was listening to every fucking fantasy <laughs> hockey expert nerd that said, no, no, stay away from Tage. It's not sustainable. And I'm like, I really want to draft him, but everyone's saying not to. Uh-oh. And then, of course, the same thing with Jack Hughes. I got out of both of them in like every league I was in. And then I didn't because I listened to these <laughs> fucking morons instead of my gut. Uh but uh, yeah, I was like, okay, he did good numbers in Winnipeg, and Buffalo should be a good team. And uh, I was wrong. He's got he a was beautiful smile. He's got the smile of a child. Uh, <laughs> he he looks wonderful. There's a very funny picture that they had kids from Roswell, which is like the cancer hospital, I think it was, did like drawings of all the sabers and stuff. And the Eric Comrie one is just horrifying, and they always put it on. They always <laughs> put it on the air during games. It's great. Um, I mean, uh, I wish he was better, but I, I think I really do think, I mean, even, uh, what Levi had like seven games or something he played last year and he had a, above 900 save percentage, like two, well, he two, almost dragged you into the playoffs, yeah, right? Two like something, that was yeah, the big he, thing. He won a couple he... big games against the Rangers. He's like, and also like, he's just has the, like, everyone just fucking loves this guy. Like he's just, we, we're pinning all of our mm-hmm. hopes on him. Maybe it's too much pressure, but he seems like he thrives on it. The interviews that yeah. he's done, like he just seems like he wants to be in there, like getting shots. Also, he's got this just delightfully weird uh, vibe about him where he does this weird shit in between. I went to his first game and like every whistle, every stoppage of play, he does this like big figure eight around the goal line. And then he just kneels in front of the goal, facing the goal. And then just like meditates, puts his stick sideways across his thighs and then just kneels on the ice and just sits there with his head down until the whistle blows and gets back up. That's sick. (laughs) It's so cool. I was surprised that the Sabres didn't bring in any backup, like a veteran backup or a a 1B goalie to like play alongside him, especially because they had all of that cap space. But I feel like you can like trade for those guys after like training camp shakes out. Like you look at like Carolina, like maybe anti-Ranta doesn't like there's, there's a lot of like, you know, two to three goalie sort of setups going on. So maybe you wait until like October. I've, Um, I've heard them talk to, and I think they maybe they've fooled themselves into thinking if they improve the defense, then like Comrie or, or UPL could be better or good enough to do that. But I don't know. I'm not. Which I, I guess they expert. did. So know. we'll see. What the fuck? Who do you fuck? I want a list of unsigned UFAs. This just like showed me everybody that was was a UFA. Uh, is there's anyone out there for uh, goalies still? I don't know. There's gonna someone will shake loose though. That kind of always happens. So like if, if they yeah, need I mean to, I'm sure there's gonna be someone. somebody out there. I mean like, we did yeah. just resign they, Dustin Tokarski, fan favorite Dustin Tokarski, and Devin Cooley. Go. Okay, so you got you got some depth there. Um, I I think uh, we we've talked about this before. I think Aaron. I don't I, mm-hmm. I don't know if we said Buffalo as a as a destination, but if the Canucks have a disastrous season. 
mm-hmm. and they are forced to trade Patterson. Uh, Koa, do you do you see Buffalo as a potential destination for? We're, I mean, like I don't that. know. We seem so gun shy with doing big moves like that because I think all, yeah. all the interviews I've heard with our GM, who is uh, this guy Kevin Adams, who he spells his name Kevin, also very comically, but he's from Buffalo with a it's Y. Like K, with a Y. It's a K Y Y V Y V Y Y N. But yeah, he's a he's a Buffalo guy. He's from Buffalo, and he's he stated a number of times too that I think like he's not trying to make splashes like that and do big shit like that like i know he's a monster but like also like i don't know like offense isn't even like our th- really a problem that, i mean does that seem like uh, it's it, and he's, he's a guy you want obviously but like do we can we take that what do we have to pay him 11 12 million dollars like when you yeah know what i mean like yeah can that's... you absorb that we're paying skinner nine uh right now until what, what like 2027 or something which he's finally grown back into that contract um yes uh, you just gotta wonder like for how long because he is getting up there in in years right like he's he's 31 now and there's three years after this season yeah so i mean i, I don't know they just seem, they seem really shy to do something big things like that i think they they're, they're trying to do like mm-hmm. a slow and steady thing and it's been working so well so far i would absolutely love to have him if you would uh, let him have us but yeah i mean like you also have like Thompson and, and Cousins as one two centers, so like I mean, yeah, I'm sure I mean, you would love to have uh, like oh you can bump <laughs> Cousins to the wing or whatever, sure. have him on the third. Let me. Are you paying a third line center seven million? Probably not. Um, I mean, I just don't think it's like a good fit. We did just I think Carolina Tyson makes Yost, a ton of though. sense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I, I, if if Pedersen isn't to go to Vancouver, I think Carolina makes a lot of sense because they probably have assets they could send over. That hot shit defenseman that they have—I forget his name—the uh, the guy playing in the Russia. Oh right, right, right. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. And like, they also tend to carry cap space. Like, they could use that star power. Have Sebastian Aho and Pedersen as your one-two would be fucking gnarly. Mm. Um, I think the funniest place for him to go would be Seattle. They also have cap space and could use like God. star power, and it would just it would crush everyone's fucking. Soul. He's a, I, it's not I, a done deal that he's gone, right? He said it depends on no, the outcome of no, this no, no. Well, uh, season, right? That's what I've said is like if I feel like if they have a similar season to Buffalo last year, that might be enough to get him to stay. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, you took a big step forward, you were much better, you very easily could have made the playoffs. You missed by one or two points, mm-hmm. right? Like. I think he would still stay then, but like if they make the playoffs barely and then get swept in the first round, even like, worse. Is, is that going to be like, yeah, that's arguably like, I, I don't know. So like, I, I, I don't think that's the, that's, so I think a lot of the times this shit is used as like a negotiating tactic, right? Well, like, didn't that one yeah. Remember the JT Miller thing? Didn't that one reporter specifically say he said it and I don't think it's a negotiating tactic. Like when I was, the yeah, one like I, 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 it was I, weird. I, yeah, no, I listened to uh, to Friedman talk about it afterwards, and I was listening to, uh, I think it was Drance on uh, Halford and Bruff go into it more. Like, and I, like, Pedersen's personality, he's like a very reserved guy. He doesn't talk all that much. He seemed to, like, Friedman said he genuinely didn't seem to think it was a big deal. Yeah. And I, I kind of, like, agree. He, like, he wants to see what direction the team's going to go. I think that's fair. Like, if you'd worked at a pretty shitty workplace for your last couple of years, even if they're going to give you, like, a gigantic fucking raise, mm-hmm. but you have to stay there for eight years, like, 
Yeah. That's uh that's a big commitment. So you want to see if like the new management that they brought in and you're like your new team lead or whatever and like the coach, see if it's actually gonna work out the way that it's so I think it's just like a pragmatic thing to do. And I'm like on his side. And yeah. I yeah, as long as like the team is uh I mean in a better place, not like in all this weird fucking emotional turmoil and stuff like I, I don't think it's going to be a big issue and i think the Canucks are going to be able to like give him the money to to re-sign him um back to that talk interview from earlier uh he's asked does Pedersen waiting put even more pressure on the team to win this season talk says if we check all the boxes every day if pdc is a well-run organization a well-run coaching staff and he sees improvement from our players our role players even the star players I know he loves the city. I know the fans embrace him. So if we can check most of the boxes, maybe that will be more enticing for him to sign. That's just my take on it. And he, uh, da, 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 da. I know Pete is really focused on getting himself to top shape and taking his game to another level. Um, obviously, I don't know him that well. I know how he can handle pressure. Um, but at the end of the day, I, it's like I, I like what he said. I'm in no rush. I'm more concentrated on trying to get myself ready, trying to get the team ready. And then we go from there. And like, a lot of the team success does hinge on him doing really well. So if that's what he wants to focus on, great. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's cope, but like, I'm not fucking worrying and like thinking, Oh no, he's not going to sign unless it's like they repeat this last season and it's just as fucking much of a circus. Then I'm, then I'm going to be a little bit sweating about it, but then, like, if you don't have Pedersen, like, what is this fucking team? It's well, if they, don't have, if they don't have Pedersen, they have to start from scratch. But yeah, I, I that's mean, the only way to, to like, before, like, like, see this through rose-colored glasses and, like, so oh, I've maybe said, they if, can if, turn themselves into a contender. That all hinges if, on, on If Pedersen leaves, like, you, I, I understand what they're doing is they're, like, trying to build a, a team that can potentially make the playoffs now and, like, is, like, good now. But, like, if you're doing that, you might as well just fucking trade your 2024 first at this point, right? Because it's probably going to be, like, 12th to 16th overall if you miss the playoffs, right? Because they're not mm-hmm. going to be that bad, right? And, like, it, at that point, it's like, yeah, I guess you just fucking might as well. Like, like try and trade for uh, Pesci from, from Carolina, right? Like, like do something, right? Like, like go all... Because what is that first-round pick going to get you, really, if you're trying to win with Pedersen now, right? Yeah, like, no, you, I, you might as well... And, and you're going to... If you're going to have to build from scratch... Uh, if if Pedersen leaves anyway, you fucking might as well just just go for it. I'm I'm completely on board trading their first this year, which I know is insane. Our mm. our tune will be different around the draft when we're looking at all the picks and <laughs> wow, wanting to uh, do draft content. Sure, but that's true. Yeah, I, I we said this going into the off season about how like we would be down to see them do like a big swinging dick uh trade with the pick if it helps the team like improve. And yeah, if it's like. Yeah. Pesci or something yeah sure I'm so down to improve the defense more of this but fuck it we already did it once like Dems to breaks and I'm sure they'd get a decent prospect if they picking in that like 10 to 17 range again and yeah. God knows the team needs it but what they need more I think is to make the playoffs like in your, like <laughs> yeah. in your given the stakes right as uh, <clears throat> Vancouver experts like, what do you think mm-hmm. is actually going to happen? How do you feel this is actually going to shake out this year? I think they, I think they missed the playoffs by like four points. Yeah, yeah. I uh, if if you like, yeah. I think I would take the the under, but I uh, I want to believe. I think it's is it's almost as probable that they make the playoffs. 
I can see that there's a world where I see them getting fucking third in the Pacific. If um, I think Seattle's going to fall off quite a bit. I think their true level is somewhere in between their first and their second season. Like there's no way that they're going to be shooting at like a, what do they have as a team shooting percentage? Like 12 and a half, 13%. It was super fucking high. Yeah. Um, and it's just not something you sustain year on year, even with a super elite team, which they don't have. And their goaltending still sucks. So yes, they're deep and yes, they eliminated Colorado in the playoffs, but I'm not shivering in my booties about them. I think that's a team that the Canucks could overtake. Um, they also shit pumped Vancouver every time they played them last year, but they beat that's the, neither they beat here the nor shit there. Shit out of the Sabers a couple times too, like real, real yeah. bad. And then the LA Kings, obviously they have better center depth. They've got yeah. a pretty scary looking team, but their goaltending's ass. I like I don't believe in um, Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley is like a not at all. This is a a good get you to the through especially playoff. with when your name is spelled you spell Phoenix wrong. Yeah, that's not right? the way you spell it's it. It's spelled P H E O N I X, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. So get, get out, get out of here. <clears throat> so like if if that's the goaltending, like look at the, what they did the last deadline. Right, they picked up Corpusalo. Yeah, and he's who they rode, and then they. They decided to go and get uh, Dubois instead of, of re-signing him. And what's his name? The defenseman from Russia that I'm just glad the Canucks didn't take a big swing on. Gavrikov. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they decided to spend their money. So, like, again, sure, they're fine. But, like, that's also a team that whenever they played the Canucks last year, they looked mid. Yeah. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. I understand, like, intellectually that they're probably a better team. But, like, I think the Canucks finishing ahead of both of them is is perfectly reasonable. And who the fuck knows what's happening in Calgary? Like, very weird. Situation. Apparently, I mean, two yeah, two years like ago, a, you think like they were on the cusp of uh, possibly winning or whatever, and then they just uh, yeah. yeah. And now that where are they? What are they doing? Yeah. It's a weird. Yeah, I, very, I think weird they vibe. will bounce back this year because they have a new coach and they lost however many one goal games last year. Mm-hmm. So like they, I don't think they can be worse and you have to assume Huberto will bounce back a little yeah. bit, but, but you also don't know the direction of that team. Like yeah. they, uh, same Elliot interview I was listening to yesterday. They asked him about what's going on in Calgary. Cause I was expecting all these changes and they have all these pending UFAs. Um, like Hannafin, Backlund, Lindholm, uh, the the big defenseman um, starts with like a Z or something. Oh, Zadorov. 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 Former, former Sabres yeah, yeah. draft pick, Zadorov. Wow. So they, they have a, uh, and um, what's his name? The Chris Tanev as well. Mm. For, for having a hockey podcast, I can like think and see guys and like <laughs> I know them when they're on the, but like I'm a shit puck toku player. What's this fucking goddamn name shit? Google it. Anyways, they have a, they have a bunch of uh, pending UFAs. And we were expecting fireworks because Craig Conroy said we're not going to have a repeat of the Kachuk and uh, Gaudreau situation. And then they haven't done anything except trade to Foley. Yeah. Um, And Elliot Friedman said that it's kind of hinging on what happens with Hannafin and what happens with Lindholm. And then from there, they're going to see what they can do. But the thing with, like, Hannafin's already said he doesn't want to re-sign in Calgary, and he preferably wants to go somewhere in the States. So scratch that off. That move hasn't happened yet. I thought maybe after the Carlson deal it would happen. It hasn't. Well, it's so, like Winnipeg where every year they're like, oh, they're going to trade all three of these, like, their big three yeah. guys, and they just never do. 
And what Friedman said about Lindholm is that uh, he's like kind of open to it, but it sounds like they're going to have to back up a truck full of money in order to get him to stay, yeah. which it's like, it feels I wouldn't like, do if I'm them. They're, like you look at their uh, roster on paper and it's like, oh, that's pretty good. This looks pretty good, mm-hmm. but like the vibes are so bad. It just feels like they're spiraling. Like they yeah. were at a, they were at a high yeah. point now that just feels like they're just kind of like holding onto the edge of the cliff as they keep dropping down. Yeah, like, are you really going to pay Lindholm, like, $9 million for eight years when he's 29 years old? I hope they That's, do. Yeah, yeah no, me too. It'd be great for, uh, <laughs> great for us in their division or whatever. They still have they, Blake Coleman signed for five, well, $4.9 million till the end of 2027. Hmm. And uh, Huberdeau has the, the, the fatal red arrow next to his name. Same with Nazem Kadri. Yeah, Huberdeau's making $10.5 million until 2031. Ain't that something? Wow. God. Boy, oh boy. So, like, I mean, what do you do if you're Calgary? Like, do you trade Lynn home for just picks? Not really, because you have Hooper Drove signed to that Albatross contract forever. So, I don't like their future outlook, but, like, that's also a team that I think Vancouver could finish ahead of. So, yeah. and Winnipeg's falling off too, I would imagine. Same, so, that opens up like kind a wild of the same card thing, spot. right? Like, there's room to sneak in the, there, baby. The, the, at the end of the playoffs, there's some all time bad vibes there too, right? Wasn't there like a lot of contention? <laughs> there's some real bullshit going on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, in Winnipeg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, they they bought out um, Blake Wheeler, right? Yeah, Their and pe- people were not captain. happy with that. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. people, it, like players, were not happy with that. I think. So. Mm. Well, yeah. I I think I've heard that there's like div, div, there was derision, division in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Both of those words over Wheeler, which is why they stripped the captaincy. One more quick Canucks note. I didn't see this, but again, I heard it on the radio. Tanner Pearson seen skating in Burnaby. Don't uh, you know what? Good for him, but I don't like that. <laughs> well, so the Canucks basically they'd be cap compliant with a twenty-two man roster, okay, and they would just have to send somebody down, be it Hoaglander, who I am completely on board with him making the team. Yeah, I think he's going to do it. I he's the perfect north-south wall guy for Tockett. I think it's Pearson that gets put on waivers if he's back. Probably, yeah. Uh, which is probably not a good look, and apparently like the guys on the team love him, so maybe that fucks the vibes, but like, this is a business, goddammit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, even if it's like, position is like a long conditioning stint or whatever. Yeah, I mean, did they say he was playing hockey while skating, or was he just having fun with his friends and just going out and just going for a little... <laughs> no, no, he was, he, was, he was hockey skating. Okay, so... Well, we'll, we'll, we'll monitor that situation as it comes, but yeah, they're, they're still going to be clapped clap compliant cap <laughs> compliant uh it's not like there's something imminent but we are getting closer to the fabled i forget the exact date that it's Tyler september Reiner's, 1st september is 1st it? yeah is it september 1st i thought it was like the yeah. 6th or something no it's but, september uh, 1st yeah Coming yeah he up. gets his uh his big six million dollar signing bonus so maybe we'll maybe see we might, we might have some news maybe yeah, could, we, we'll could we interest you in a lightly used tyler myers <laughs> yeah, bring you guys back to where back? he won the calder <laughs> my friend has a Tyler Myers Sabres jersey if anybody wants it. Oh my god. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> That's a great like bit jersey to have. Oh, there's a bunch of That's like really my, good. there's a bunch of those around here, bud. <laughs> it's like my uh my fucking Calgary Flames Todd Bertuzzi jersey. Mm. That's a classic. Yeah. No, like I wear that when I go to Flames games. Well, or it's like my Vancouver Canucks Nikita Tramkin oh, jersey. Oh god. Which is signed by Derek Dorsett. <laughs> so weird. Possibly the stupidest jersey ever made. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, 
Well, tell, it's like tell I got Cole about I got, Triamkin. There's no way he knows well, about Triamkin. Triamkin was this huge Russian guy who, uh, third round pick, I think, in 2014, who played a few NHL games for the Canucks and like had a few moments where he just like threw guys on their asses and everyone was like super stoked. But he was like not a very good skater and not really an NHL level player. But this was like the uh, just the hell years of, of the Jim Benning era. And so we wanted, we'd like glommed onto like anything relatively entertaining at all. And this was Trampkin. And my dad and I had season tickets and we both got Trampkin jerseys and we'd wear them like matching jerseys and people fucking loved it. And then he played like for like 20 games for the Canucks, maybe. And then just like went back to Russia in the off season. Cause he's like, Vancouver smelled like weed. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then like that. every couple of years, he like threatens like, you know, Kita Triamkin is looking at NHL contracts. I was like, well, he's fucking 28 now. He couldn't last in the league when he was like young and like good ish. So I doubt he's getting that PTO. And then, of course, he'll like resign in the KHL for another two years. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. And I don't think he's good enough either. But uh, I, I still yeah, have a Taylor Hall jersey. Man. Uh, yeah, nice. I mean. I cut the sleeves off it and I used it when I uh, cut my mom's grass. It says here Christian Airhoff. They still have him listed under dead cap on cap friendly on the savers. It says zero 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 zero. I don't know. Are we paying him until twenty twenty seven or something? I don't know. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you're paying oh. him zero dollars until twenty twenty eight. Yeah. Well, because that was like before they didn't. Because he must have signed like a super long contract to like get the cap hit down or something. We just right? stopped paying uh, Cody Hodson like uh, or whatever, yeah. someone like yeah, that this, like not this, too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was a 10-year, $40 million contract with the Sabres on July 1st, 2021. We were so excited. Was, was was that like a compliance buyout? That must be why it's like there is a $0 cap hit, right? I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot of fucking bad ones. Who is, it, who is that? Oh, fuck. That one giant signing we had who uh, he then moved back to Sweden. Oh, and Billy, Billy, Billy Lano. Lano. And he started a clothing company. Oh, if you can yeah. find it. Yeah. He, and I'm still trying to find an original sh- uh, shirt of this. If anybody can find it, please, I will pay you a lot of money for it. He did an original painting of his time in Buffalo. And it's just this kind of like um, cartoonish, childish looking painting where it's just like a scary face screaming. And it just says jail. Above <laughs> above the head. Try to find it if you can. It's hilarious. He made hoodies of it, and you can't find them anywhere. Uh, I'm, I, I might make them just to sell them. <laughs> I think I remember you posting about yeah, those at some point. Just jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, that's really good. Oh, All man. right. It's, well, it's so fun talking sabers because they're, it really yeah, does no, feel like, like a very mirror image episode. Of yeah. And like, I'm excited to see the season get underway and like excited to watch some hockey, but... It's Doesn't coming soon. Canucks hockey. I mean, like like we said, Penticton is like less than three weeks away, yeah. and I'm so yeah. excited. It's I can't be a fucking great time. wait. Oh, meeting up with like Faber and like I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of other guys there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be good. You know, we're maybe be, we're gonna be hobnobbing, folks. Oh yeah, mm, we're gonna like go a to karaoke the, bar or something. Yeah, or, uh, we're gonna be going to Moxie's. Yep, Earl's oh, yeah. White yep. Spot, whatever they have there, and let's just yeah. all the stars of Vancouver Radio, and just let, and <laughs> and just post your uh, the GoFundMe for the uh, airfare to Buffalo, and uh, oh yeah, and you'll <laughs> yeah. do that, and you guys can fly, and you can stay. It I, is very close to my birthday. I can put a I have a kerosene heater. I can put in the shed. You can stay in there. Beautiful, Ooh. I love it. Yep, let's work on it. All right, is the draft in Buffalo next year? It feels like it's like uh, maybe they they do the maybe? they do the yeah. um 
the uh, camp thing here like a lot now. They because because oh, of yeah, because the harbor center things, we have multiple rinks you can mm-hmm. use, and they're all interconnected. So in the winter, you can there's like a bridge that goes between. It's very nice. You guys should get. I don't one. think I'm a big enough sicko to like want to go to Buffalo for a, a draft. I want to see a hockey game. <laughs> no, come please. No, Saber <laughs> Sabers games are great. And from what I'm hearing, the pizza is going to be much improved. Wonderful. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, Koa. Go follow Koa on Twitter. Or Blue Sky. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I'm on Blue Sky. I'm on Twitter. All that stuff. Hundreds of followers, Cobra. guys. Uh, yeah. Until next time. Peace out, everybody. Later. Bye bye. Wow! Wow!